Hi there, and welcome to another success story. And I've got the fabulous Gretchen to talk to. Hi, Gretchen. Hi. Good morning, Stephen. Let's get straight to the nitty gritty. Why did you become carnivore? Well, let me tell you a little bit about how I got to be carnivore. Um, Like most women who grew up in the 70s and 80s, weight was just on my mind all the time. I was looking back at the pictures, of course. I was never really fat, but I thought it was fat. So for years and years, I dieted. I was able to keep my weight within, you know, what I thought was a respectable range. But as time crept up, it was harder and harder to lose. And I am a very shapely person. I'm five foot eight. I'm statuesque, I think is the term I like. And so I carry weight in my bust. I always have had a small waist, but my, my hip and my thighs is where I carried all my weight. So I was always a sweet eater. I was never like a food eater. So I wouldn't sit down to a whole pizza. I wouldn't sit down to chips and salty and savory things. It was the sugar that was my demon and demon it was. And by 2015, I got in such a state that the, the addiction had a hold on me where I couldn't, I would go through bags and bags of candy. I would go through ice cream, all this sort of thing to get my hit. And there's a lot of addiction in my family. And I knew that this wasn't just, you know, oh, she likes sugar. She has a sweet tooth. It really had a hold on me. And I think about this story where I went to an anniversary. It was a retirement party. And I couldn't even enjoy what was happening because there was a table laden with cupcakes And it was like how many flavors and combinations. And that was my that was my whole focus at this event that meant a lot to me with this person who was retiring. And then I kept cutting them in half and, you know, making those bargains like I'll just have this half. Well, I had six halves. My husband isn't interested in sharing these halves. I'm drinking alcohol. And then I hit the dance floor. And with all that going on, I had never been so sick in my life. And I was really fearful that I was going to be sick on the dance floor. And so I kind of, you know, took some deep breaths and went back to my seat. And what did I do? I had another cupcake. And that's when the bell finally went off. And I said, I am really sick and I need some help. And as they say, I have addiction, alcoholism in my family, and I knew that 12 step programs could be very effective. And it was my my parents who said, maybe you should try Overeaters Anonymous. And I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, I'd done everything else, the Weight Watchers where you're starving or exercise like crazy, which does nothing. And I thought, well, I haven't tried that. So in 2015, I what we say entered the rooms and um, got really busy with a 12-step program. So basically the first three steps are, my life's unmanageable, I can't deal with this addiction. God can help me with this addiction. And the third step is, I think I'll let him. So that was the beginning of something really beautiful. And I probably dropped about 30 pounds and went low carb. And that really helped. For, for a number of years. 
probably 2017, 2018, the weight's starting to creep back up. I cannot lose it. And I've added some things back into my diet. And, you know, I've, I've come to find that the sugar in fruit is no different than the sugar in candy or the sugar in these other things that I was having. I also stopped drinking alcohol in 2015, which was probably the best thing I could have ever done. I, ne- I didn't have a problem with it, but that bourbon was really tasting good Stephen, after a while, you know, and I thought this could become a problem, too. So no booze, no sugar, but I'm still eating. Um, I'm still eating uh, very sweet fruit and noticing a jump in my insulin. <clears throat> so from there, I went low carb. Then I found keto, learned more about fat, dropped a little bit of weight, but found that it was difficult. And then I got Sean Baker's book, The Carnivore. Um, the carnivore diet, which immediately went up into a bookshelf, never to be opened. And the pandemic started and I put on more weight and I couldn't move. And I thought, I mean, I couldn't move the weight, couldn't move the dial. And then I thought, you know what, that book I've got, let me, let me check that out. And and then YouTube videos, the uh, YouTuber who's instrumental was um, Bella, the steak and butter gal. Seeing her, I mean, she's half my age, less than half, but she she was incredible. And that that plus Sean Baker's book really got me started. And I said to my husband, February 17th, I'm doing this. What I'm doing isn't working. And we know in the program, if it's not working, it's not working. You got to try something else. And he was totally supportive. And so February 17th, and here we are almost a year later. And you and I connected and as a coach, and you were very helpful in just uh, confirming that I was indeed on my way. So what differences have you seen then? Well, I think my mood probably is, is the, best, the best thing that's come out of it is I'm very even keeled. Um, my husband does agree with that somewhat. <laughs> um, my skin is much better. My hair, my nails, that sort of thing. Absolutely no digestive distress whatsoever. The way of eating is so easy. I am a chuck roast queen and I probably roast two chuck roasts a week and I could eat chuck roast. I eat two meals a day and I eat it twice a day or I have ground beef or mince. I, um, you know, it's very, very simple and it's not expensive. I was out uh, Super Bowl shopping with my niece and my sister, and I saw what they put in the cart and how much that junk food costs. I mean, it's so when people say carnivore is too expensive, that they're they're not doing the math. But um, other other positive things are um, I have lost twenty four pounds. So I wasn't that fat. I still would like to lose some more weight. Maybe that's my old thinking, but um, I'm down to 168 pounds from a high of 192. Uh, but, but the great thing is the, the inches that I've lost and I was able to dig up. I, I did some, I'm not great with paperwork, but um, it, shall I go ahead and just, and, and, and show you, I'll tell you my bust 
in April of last year was 40 inches, 40 and a half inches. My waist was 33 and a half. My hips were 47. What? Yeah, 47. And then this is what's really embarrassing, but I'm out there, right? So my left thigh was 26 inches around and my right thigh was 27 inches around, which is like a normal waist for somebody. So anyway, so I took them uh, on the 12th. And so my bust is 37 and three quarters. So that's a loss of two and three quarters. My waist is at 30, which I'm really proud of. So that's a loss of three and a half inches. And my hips are down to 43, which is a big four inches. And then here are the legs. The left leg is now 23 and a half. So that's two and a half inches on a, on a leg. That's a lot. And then the right leg is now 23 and three quarters. So that's a loss of three and a quarter for a total of 16. Fabulous. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous. And um, I've got the picture going on in the background uh, after. Oh, okay. <laughs> so people will see it as well. But one of the things I liked about you was you said you want to come on because it isn't dramatic. You know, but it but it is in your context, isn't it? You know, yes. I, and I have done stories with people in 150 pounds, 120 pounds, but I think the measurements are really dramatic because that would mean all of your clothing would be very loose on you, which is oh yes, just great. Um, one thing I would ask: What's happened to the sugar addiction then? Oh well, the sugar addiction. You know, with with God's help, I was able to to really staunch that to put that down they, what we say in the rooms is um manage uh, putting down is difficult managing it is impossible so that's a message i'd like to get out to people who think they can have a little honey or i can have a little of this or a little of that that management business is for the birds it's not going to happen you got to put it down so i did that very successfully in 2015 and i just had my 7th anniversary it of all times to go into a program, it was the 23rd of December. <laughs> so, but you know, when the spirit moves you, you got to go. And um, I'm just eternally grateful that, that I was able to do that. So the sugar addiction is it, maybe in the past, I would think about it. Or as I said, I had sugar, I had a sweet fruit. Now it's just, you know, I don't have anything sweet. No, no, Stevia, no, nothing, nothing sweet. And do you feel like you miss it? No, not at all. Because the, I know what the consequences are of going back there. And I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want to be on a dance floor and thinking that I'm going to have, you know, an exorcist moment, if you will, you know, that movie, the exorcist. Um, no, it's, it's so worth it. And one of the reasons I embarked on this at 60, 59 last year was here in Florida. We got a lot of old people, really old people, like 90, 95, 100. And so if I'm able to get that far, I want to do it with all my faculties. I want to be able to walk and take stairs and and just do these normal things. And if I don't start now, well, then, you know. 
now's the time. That's what that's the message I want to get out is now's the time. Even at 60, I've enjoyed these amazing um, byproducts of the carnivore diet. So what was your friends and family like when you decided to go carnivore? Were they supportive, surprised? What was what was happening? My husband is great. We've been married 20 years and he's fabulous and he's very laissez-faire. You just go ahead and do what you want. But I'm going to have my cookies. I'm going to drink my scotch. Right. I'm going to. So that's fine. That's fine. We are able to, to manage that. Um, because I've had this weight thing for so long and in and out of my life, people were probably just like, that sounds really extreme, but okay. My friends, my girlfriends, if we go out to lunch, the beauty is nobody has said anything. I mean, they may speak between themselves when I'm not in the room, but they just, they, they go out of their way to say, this restaurant has a good steak. Let's go here. And that's really, that's really wonderful. So I don't make a big deal out of it. I carry those meat bars. Um, there's some, you know, you know what I'm talking about, meat sticks or meat bars. I always have something in my purse. And when you're on this way of eating, you don't get hangry. You don't get, that's one thing my husband said. I said, what have you noticed? And he said, well, you don't get all wound up because you haven't eaten. Because you, the insulin and, and everything is, is abated. But that reminds me of two things, other things that happened professionally with, with professionals. I went to the dentist and I've always had with the cleaning, the pockets, oh, your teeth are going to fall out, your bone, this, that, and the other. No pockets, very, very minor, nothing like before. And the best part is my eyesight so my eyes are really bad and I wear contact lenses and I had my um, my annual and I have improved a whole quarter of a point in both eyes, which doesn't happen at this age. And it's only been a year. So those are two things. So I don't have any blood work. I don't have any. Oh, I was, you know, on death's door and here I am. I'm just a regular person who wants to live, uh, live well, as long as I'm here. Well, you say that, but you know, your teeth have improved. Your eyes have improved. You've lost body fat everywhere. You've mm -hmm. got rid of your addiction. Mm -hmm. These are all ticks. These are big ticks. And, and even your 24 pound weight loss, which is, which you don't think is that great is because you're not carrying 24 pounds around with you all the time. So that's going to have a big impact on your heart and, and your overall well-being. I, mm -hmm. I think it's an amazing story. I love the I love the fact that you talked about your dentist and um, also uh, when you had your eyes checked. Because you use this phrase there, it doesn't happen at 60. No, it doesn't happen at 60 for people that eat badly. Mm -hmm. But I see this all the time. I see people saying that. It's happened to me as well, that these things, when you change to carnivore, actually you can make these things better, whatever age. So I think, thank you for sharing that. that that's really good. Uh, but the biggest thing I want to say is your husband didn't join you and it still worked. And that's one of the biggest things people worry about. Oh, all everybody in my family's going to stick with what they eat and it's going to make it difficult. But obviously that hasn't been your experience. No. And Stephen, that goes back to 2015, too, on the 23rd of December, when I said I'm never I'm, I, I just took my last drink and I just had my last cupcake. I mean, 
so that's just how it went. And I had to make this. I'm the only one who's responsible for what goes in my mouth is me. And I can look for I can look for excuses. I can look to pass the buck Poor me. My husband eats cookies. I have to. No, that's not that's not what Gretchen does is this, this and this. This is the program for her. So I make that choice and I execute the choice. I got I got booze in the house. I got cookies. I don't even know what he has. It doesn't matter because I'm very convicted. I I know if I go there, there's no coming back. And so I think about, you know, I talk about that retirement party and I talk about it because I keep it in my head. Like that's where I'm going to go. That's where one cookie is going to take me is is back there. And I don't want to go back there. So what do they say? Figure out the one that makes you cry. You know, what's your why? What is it that you really want? And then people say, oh, you're so strong or you're you've got this character piece to you or whatever. I don't think so. I mean, I I pray about it every day. I'm grateful every night when I go to bed and I haven't succumbed to any of that. But I think if if you do have a slip, if you do have a, a weekend or whatever, it, this carnivore way of eating, you just get right back on the horse. And thankfully, in the year that I've had, I haven't I mean, I, I've it's been it's been really good. I haven't had any slips. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you, actually. So so how do you approach your day? Do you wake up and give yourself a talk? like I'm going to be eating just protein today or do you just get on with your life and it just happens? It just happens. It just happens. And and I I um, and I'm trying to be um, intuitive or really listening to my body. When do I eat? I don't necessarily eat by the clock. But what I try to do is get up every day and take a walk. I didn't because I wanted to get my technical uh, things set up with you without any problems. But normally I take a 30 minute walk. I come home, uh, maybe do a few chores. And by 11 o'clock, I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat something. And I love my chuck roast and I put sour cream on it. And it's like heaven or I make bacon and eggs or I have leftovers from the night before, ground beef, a hamburger, if there's a steak leftover, that kind of thing. So the, I just, I eat before lunch. So my husband has had his breakfast, cereal, oatmeal, <laughs> whatever. And then in between I get in there and then he has his lunch and then I eat dinner. And I tend to eat dinner between five, six, six o'clock at night. And he's great on the grill and we grill up steaks and sausages. And I mean, my goodness, the best food ever. This is so nourishing and so wonderful. And I have no cravings. I have nothing. I don't say I don't look at anything and say, boy, I wish I could have that. That's an honest statement. Oh, I believe you. I absolutely believe. What about drinks? Do you just drink water or do you have uh, any? Well, I do drink coffee. Coffee is my thing. I love coffee. And in the carnivore space, there's a lot of chatter about coffee and putting butter in it and putting this in it and that in it and whatever. Life is so short. Coffee is my one thing. I drink it when I want to drink it. And I do put um, half and half in it. Thank you. That's that's really good. And also, I'm really... I want to go back to something you said earlier about the fruit and any sweet taste triggering you. This is the thing. If you look at the influences that 
talk about um, you know fruit or honey, before you know it, the whole table is full of fruit and honey, and and the animal part of what they're eating is less and less. And it, it's definitely underestimated how triggering any sweet taste is to people that are addicted to sweetness. And, and that's the proof because you just see these people talking about a little bit of fruit isn't bad, a little bit of honey, and before you know it, it's a lot of fruit, it's a lot of honey, and it's the animal part, the, the meat is just taken backstage. So thank you for mentioning that because I hear it all the time and and lots of people won't do interviews because they're private people, but I do yeah. hear it all the time. Um, so I think you've got your story across there and I think it's amazing because it's so simple, isn't it? Two meals a day, you just eat carnivore, your eyes got better, your, your teeth, your pockets have got better, your uh, dimensions have got um, less problematic for you it's, it's, a, it's such a good story and your addiction's gone you see it's, it's fantastic Gretchen it's so good isn't it and we only did one coaching session didn't we I think it was back we in had May. two you and oh, I we- had two and I and again I think it's because of my background that I was I was determined and I checked in with you because here's another thing that that's worth mentioning my digestion or elimination let's say um has been really rocky the whole time. It's only probably in the last month that I'm very regular and I'm not having any problems. So that's another thing that I wanted to get to people, get out to people is you may experience some difficulties with your digestion. I mean, I've been eating like this for 58 years, 59 years. It's going to take a while to to get into the rhythm so don't give up if you're on the toilet all the time or you're having the opposite problem or just stay with it because i'm convinced this is the way we're supposed to eat period full stop yes and you you were talking to me about the ratio of um fat to protein and again that's quite personal isn't it Absolutely. A lot of these influencers who I give, you know, I have no issues with, but I am noticing that this high fat is sort of coming into its own eating sticks of butter. There's no way I can do that. And finally, about a month and a half ago, I realized that that was probably the connection between bathroom issues and too much fat. And so I think we all have to find that sweet spot. And for me, it's really just the the fat that's on the chuck roast or the fat that's in the hamburgers I make are 70, 30, or um, I do eat cheese. I do have the, the fat in the, in the half and half, but that's it. I'm not adding, I'm not adding to it and I'm much better for it. And how do you see it in the future going? Oh gosh. You know, we just booked a a trip. We booked a trip to Portugal and Spain and I was thinking, wow, they have all that meat in Spain. (laughs) It's very meat oriented ham, that sort of thing. So I, I just think I'll just, you know, I'll pack my bars and if I'm on the bus and we stop and get pizza, then I'll have my bar and I'll just I can always have a can of sardines. I mean, you, you have to prepare. You have to accept the world the way it is and make your adjustments. So I, I just see this as never ending. 
I really do, because I'm going to have my eyes and my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's definitely a lifestyle choice that seems easy to to keep um, keep doing, really, because all the other things, you know, people fall off of it and they stop going to Weight Watchers or they stop doing this, stop doing that, or the insane amount of exercise they can't keep up. This is so simple, isn't it? Oh, it's it's almost effortless. And I tell people about it and they just shake their heads and they say, OK, let me get this straight. You don't eat any salad. <laughs> Yuck. No. And you don't take a drink even for the Super Bowl. No. And, you know, most of them just walk away and shake their heads. And and that's OK. I try to keep it on the deep. I don't I don't wear a sign saying, hey, I'm a carnivore. But when people ask, wow, you know, you you look really good. What's going on? I tell them I just eat meat. What do they tend to say back? <laughs> just meat. You know, they want to drill down and get there. Like, well, what about your vegetables? What about your vitamins? What does your doctor say? By the way, I stay away from you. Notice I didn't say anything about blood work or a physician. Uh, uh-uh, No, thanks. I, that's <laughs> that's not my thing. I get the teeth cleaned and the eyes checked and that's about it. But people are curious. People are, you know, and I, I recommend Sean Baker's book because I think it's it's extremely well written. And then I give YouTuber people I recommendations. Listen to Stella. Look, listen to Stephen. Listen to a lot of people and judge for yourself. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I've, I asked you that because I imagined that. It's very common that people want to know what you did because you look amazing. And as soon as you tell them, they're like, no, that can't be it. It's because it just doesn't fit in their worldview. But um, eventually, the, the longer you do it, the more you get people, uh, certainly when their health starts going south and they're trying all these other things, you will get people, as you're a good example, to come to you and say, right, okay, what are you doing? And and again, the, the people I've been coaching for longest who've been doing it the longest, they're now seeing this happen more and more. You know, okay, right, you've hooked me. I thought it was weird. I thought it was crazy. But actually, I just want to get my health right. And they'll do it. So that's pretty amazing, Gretchen. I'm really pleased you did this. Have you got any uh, final tips that you want to hand out to anybody? Taking it one day at a time. That's the best tip I can give you is just just for today. That's what we say in in the program. Just for today, I'm going to eat meat. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to get out and move for 30 minutes just for today. So then you're not overwhelmed with, oh, I have that wedding in September or whatever, right? It's just, what are you doing today? And if you mess up today, the next day you wake up and you say, you do it all over again. And then those days add up and here we are a year later. It's incredible. One day at a time. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favor to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.